Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time conventioneer and full-time esports fan, and with me, as always, is my good friend and, uh, well, I was going to say whitewasher, but <laughs> I feel like, Oof. <laughs> I feel like blow. just, just would, you know, tear, tear the, uh, scab off the wound there. Yeah. Uh, the f- fabric of the internet couldn't contain <laughs> the fury. Uh, Andrew Patterson, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's up? How was your weekend? It was, it was all right. It was pretty good. What did you do uh, on Friday? I think I climbed. Oh, nice. Maybe after work. And then uh, that might be it. I don't know. Maybe watched Iron Fist. I don't mm. really remember, to be honest with you. But not. I don't n- not remember because I partied. I just yeah. have trouble remembering things now sometimes, you know? It's like basic things. Just went home sick, so I... Uh, watched the first movie that we're going to talk about actually which is the do we normally start with a hidden gem i think i don't know i don't remember yeah i think yeah. so the, yeah the hidden gem kimi no nawa kimi kimi no nawa yeah your name question mark it should be question mark um a lot of people on the interwebs are saying that it is the greatest anime in the last 10 years. At least, at the very least, the best anime of 2016, I want to say. Yep. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I, I'll i say this before we even go on. As soon as I finished watching it, I was like, I'm surprised that Hollywood hasn't already adapted this as like some sort of westernized uh, live action movie. Interesting. With all American actors that are... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the story the story itself doesn't have to be um take place in Japan although that adds a layer to it because like it's just so weird some of the stuff that they 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 do and they go through. Yeah. You know? But like and I could see it ending in a very in a very uh Christopher Nolan-esque way where they're passing each other on the street. They look back and people are like, "Did they recognize each other? Didn't they?" Yeah, and that also infuriating know. people cuz people like to be spoon-fed. Right. Uh, what's this movie about, Koji? Ooh. So it's like actually, don't tell people what it's entirely about because that's part of the great brilliance of the movie. I thought. Yeah. There's like a great twist, like halfway through. It's part Freaky Friday. Yeah. And part. In the tradition of Japanese anime, yeah. like Rama one half and all those like, there's a lot of like sex change or body swapping sex change. Yeah. It's like a thing in anime if you're not familiar with anime. And if you are and haven't seen this movie. Although it's not usually body swap so much as the main character will will just change genders. Yeah. No, I know. I just meant like, but like the, the conceptually, it's yeah. sort of like dealing with the same things. Like when yeah. you put like a horny teenage boy in like a teenage girl's body, yeah. hijinks ensue, of course. And you're like, oh, predictable. This movie, though. Again, without the, also, I will say the movie is definitely like Koji was probably about to say before I cut him off oh, after I, asking him. I to was going to say Freaky Friday meets Deep Impact. Yeah, 
yeah. or, or Armageddon. I don't a know. lot of stuff happens, uh, and like halfway through the movie, there's, a, I thought, a great twist, which, because I didn't do any reading at all. Oh, I knew nothing about it. when I, I knew nothing about it, and it did... I figured it, it was one of those things where like maybe three or four minutes before it, ha- that it was revealed, I was like, oh shit, I totally know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking back to like the last like 40 minutes of the movie to try to figure out if there was any obvious clues that mm-hmm. what I thought was about to happen was about to happen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I thought that they deal they dealt with the body switching thing as tastefully as one could given the circumstances because I know like anime can have a, you know, <laughs> has a habit of sometimes being a little heavy handed with that kind of stuff right? in like TV shows, you know, even what I was just talking about, right. drama and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I thought it was done in a way that was like as tasteful as you can treat something like that, but also hilarious to me yeah. as an adult. Like I didn't feel weird. Like, like there was one hilarious part when after they'd gotten into the cycle of things yeah. where, when, uh, Taki is in, uh, what was her name? Mitsu- Mitsuho. Something like that. Uh, in when he's in her body yeah. and he's like about to like grope himself, but then he's just like, "No, I shouldn't do it for her." And then yeah. the younger sister slides over the door. And he's just doing it anyway, yeah. like yeah. immediately. And you're like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah. And just like looking blankly at her, yeah. fuck. So there's there's some genuine moments of humor. And then when the sister's like, she's finally lost it, like yeah. shuts the door and is just repeating that to herself as she leaves the house. Like, yeah, yeah. lost it, lost it. Yeah. She's finally lost it. it uh, oh, man. It, it's funny and it's also like pretty emotional. Yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of like Japanese tradition mixed in with like... Shinto. Proper... Um, modern day life or whatever and i feel like it probably mimics the struggle of some japanese people pretty well yeah and what i found most interesting when i was watching this movie i kind of thought of you a little bit uh as the girl who's like in a small town being like i fucking wish i was in the city yeah because you told me that's kind of like how you grew up and i was like oh i'm sure andrew can relate to some of this stuff that's going on here yeah definitely i don't and it's weird like i it's more of like a looking back thing because I feel like I didn't really know, you know, like I had like a great childhood, but like I didn't really know maybe at the time what I was missing. Like I wasn't like, it wasn't like a longing similar to hers, but there was definitely a desire for something more, Yeah, you know, and I was kind of, you know, like the art and video, you know, there's just something that just wasn't kind of being fulfilled there. And I think obviously that's a large, plays a large role in why I do love, love cities so much. Yeah. And you know, love love being in love being in Toronto so much. But um, yeah, there's definitely that that was definitely. Well, I found it really interesting how excited they were to like go to a cafe. I was like, yeah. oh shit! But that's probably a thing. Rural Ontario, man. Tim Hortons. Yeah, that's like a thing. Tim, like everybody knows Tim Hortons is a thing. But if you grew up in like the GTA and you're like, oh yeah, Tim Hortons, like go go to any small town spend like two days there and see see where all the action happens right. you know like uh, and all they had was that little machine that gave them like the canned coffee or whatever and they those are well you'll see when you get to japan they are everywhere so uh gorgeously produced oh the animation Fucking was incredible. unreal uh, so beautiful yeah and it was another example of where i was just like fuck man like 
I'm not like the t- I'm not like a purist who's like uh, anime is just so much better than North American anime. You know, like fucking Pixar. There's a lot of good North American animation. You know, like I'm not obviously I'm not anti Disney. I love Disney. I think there's a lot of great animation, Western great animation, a lot of interesting stuff coming out of the UK and Europe and everything. Yeah. But like this did. I was watching this and I was like, these guys are taking it to another level. You know, like it, there's still instances of the sort of almost in the anime style, like more limited character animation, but yeah. which is obviously a result of the characters being generally, I would say more complex. It's also like a budget thing, but like you don't have, when you look at most other than maybe some Disney features, when you look at most what animation anywhere else in the world, the characters are nowhere near as like realistically portrayed, you know, right. like where they're trying to like, so I but but even there it was still really well done but the environments and the post production was fucking crazy like yeah. some of the scenes where it was raining just the environments the characters moving through the environments through that whole movie I was just in awe when, they, when they're like looking down in that crater I was like oh, wow that's or so crazy when they're getting to the crater like the grandmother and the two girls and yeah. they're like it's like autumn leaves and stuff and they're like well, I was just like. This oh. is incredible. There was and also, the si- a fucking time lapse of Tokyo was fucking crazy. Oh, man. The scene where uh, somebody's getting out of a cab and it, it's driving by and it's like the uh, cherry blossom season or whatever. And just those blossoms falling and then like the cab drives by and it like blows. Ah. So many little details. It There's was, even a yeah. part where a guy's nailing a nail into like a piece of timber. Yeah. And the when the nail hits the surface of the timber they even drew the small imprint of like where the hammer hit the wood around the nail yeah. and like made a small dent when they're setting up for the festival. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? There's so much attention to detail. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, and when it kind of switches styles a little bit during a crazier part that I won't go into too much detail about, I know we usually spoil stuff, but I don't want to spoil this, but it's when some he crazy. Has his, like fever dream for lack of a better term. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I was just watching it like, whoa, yeah, yeah, that was good. That was so uh, crazy. unreal, man. So good. Um, yeah, love this. As usual, anime, they like even the worst anime usually knocks the sound out of the park. All you got to do is, if it takes place in Japan, have cicadas and uh, you're good, really. Or like cica- cicadas and like a woman's voice over a loudspeaker at a subway station or bus terminal. Yeah. And you know it's an anime and it just sounds amazing. I was. I would just listen to that. If there's, if there's like a. You know, like a medit. You know, you can listen to like white noise. If there's one that's just the sound of like cicadas and like soft crowd noises, and yeah. then like bing bong, and then like a woman saying like something in Japanese about like a train departing. Yeah, I fucking listen to that shit for hours. It. Uh, there are many times where I was like, "How is this movie gonna end?" Because <laughs> like it's pretty clear that it it ends one of probably two or <laughs> maybe three ways and like each time i was like oh it's it's definitely gonna end this way like oh no no it's it's this and like you're you're kind of waiting like oh fuck. i was invested yeah i was invested in this movie i was like what is gonna happen but it's interesting the way they do the body swaps yeah also because it's not so when you're first introduced to the body swap you're it's inter- like already happening yeah you're introduced to the the girl's friends talking to the girl saying like you were really weird yesterday like you see her wake up the the day prior and you can tell something's not right he's like what's going on here but you don't actually see him go through the day it's just other people recounting the day to her yeah um 
fuck. It was so, yeah. I don't honestly like just see this movie. It was good. <laughs> it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again. Yeah. I think it's a good, uh, it's good for everything. Good date movie. Good by yourself movie. Good cheer you up. I, I would say it's also a pretty good glimpse into uh, parts of Japanese culture. Not just the like the temple parts and, and that sort of stuff, but just like the way the characters behave is pretty, uh, I would say, accurate to the way a lot of Japanese people behave. Like it's not uncharacteristic. Like you know how when the guy goes into work and they're like, you went out with, like they yeah. all have the same crush and they're like all pissed at him and like... yeah. It, That's pretty funny. Anyway, yes, I, I cannot recommend this film enough. I don't think it. it I, really I would agree with the assessment that it's probably one of the best animes to come out in the last at least five years, if not ten years. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. Um, Have they done anything else? I don't know. I didn't even look it up. I just was so like, I was just feeling great. I was floating on a cloud. I floating on a little cloud after this movie. Do you know who who made it? I believe the the studio, or I think Makoto. Uh, no, I don't remember. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, Makoto Shinkei, director. Yeah, director. Uh, based on a novel that he wrote, which is interesting. I almost want to read that novel now. Yeah, you know. Um, the movie's so good, though. <laughs> it is. It's it's great. And Zen Zen Zenses. Oh, no, that's a song. Sorry. I thought that was a studio. Okay, well, pretty sweet. So we go from one Asian feature to another sort of Asian feature. Yeah. But I think it was an Asian feature. Like, I think it's in... Yeah, they made... I thought they paid a crazy amount of money to get some big shot American Hollywood stars. Yeah. Wasn't that the story behind this movie? I believe so. You gotta love it for this week is the Great Wall, the Matt Damon vehicle, the Great Wall, which yeah. he was uh, made fun of. They refer to it as the ponytail movie, I believe. Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel did uh, on, uh, on at the Oscars. So, real quick, just to rewind before we get into that, the anime was done by Comics Wave Films. Never heard of them. No. Uh, so they did this movie. And then in 2015, they did Demo Reel, or sorry, Demo, The Last Recital, Peeping Life, We Are the Hero. Interesting. Interesting. The Garden Words. Anyway. Yeah, I never heard of it. But yeah, so back to Matt Damon and his, uh, and his uh, uh, starring in this movie. There was a lot of controversy there. And immediately, yeah. like, have you talked to anyone? As soon as I mentioned to anyone that we were watching this film, they're like, oh my God. I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty common. And to be fair, we both felt this way also before we... Yeah, we were going to see it with Triple X because it looked like it was going to be pretty goofy. But you know what? I'll be real with you. The only reason I thought that it was goofy is for the exact opposite reason that they cast Matt Damon. Like, had this been the exact same trailer Mm -hmm. with an entirely, you know, like it was a sub foreign language film... But they showed like it was just like no Matt Damon, no. It could have uh, been Dior. Willem Dafoe. Well, I won't. I don't even think because the trailers and stuff like it all looked pretty big budget. It was just like I think the thing that made it seem ridiculous was Matt Damon in it, and I mean ridiculous in like a goofy way, not ridiculous in a like outrage way. Yeah. Well, so but here's the problem. I think. Yeah. Two two issues with the movie, and it's not even with the movie. 
I think that the the trailers don't do the movie justice. Right. And I think that they marketed it all wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shouldn't have even been called The Great Wall. As soon as you call it that, it sounds like a period piece yeah. from like, you know, historical China or whatever, which I mean, I I suppose it's like somewhat what it's going for, but it's fan- it's fantasy. I mean, it, it might as well be Game of Thrones, yeah. right? And so I think that they did themselves a disservice because a lot of people were thinking this is a historical Chinese movie starring, starring Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. But if you see the movie, his reasoning for being in the film is perfectly logical. Yeah, it had totally. And I was watching it. The, my only real complaint about this movie is I didn't really understand what kind of accent he was going for. He had like a weird way of speaking. Did you notice that? Yeah. It I was, was kind I, of like, sort of like he was going for like a night. Like Scottish Irish Sc- or something? Sort, not even really though. Like, cause he can do, I imagine he could probably do that cause his, he's got his like Boston accent. Yeah. You know, he's not like, doesn't strike me as somebody who's bad at accents. It just was like, he was doing like a, well, it's not American all right, though. Join me. Let us gather the, you know, like trying to, but not really succeeding. Yeah. Aside from that though, the movie opens explaining why he's in the movie. You yeah. know, it's not just like, oh, the heroes come to save us. I mean, that is part of it. But I was actually like, when you see the actual movie, two things. Yeah. One, you think that there's like a love story and it's kind of has romantic elements. Doesn't come to fruition, which was great. Yeah. Two, the the leader of the army is like a strong female character who does not... I mean, granted, there are those see- those like kind of weepy, like, oh, like you saved my life. But like, there almost seems to be just as much. It's like a two-way street. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, she teaches him to trust. You know what was fucking crazy about this movie that I immediately was super into? All of the not even close to accurate siege weaponry and like technology and shit. Yeah. Those fucking ta- crane towers I where like the women of- would like stand out on these things with these bungee cords. When I saw them walking out there, I was like, what are they going to do? Have you seen Attack on Titan? Yeah. It, it like immediately I was like, ah, this is like. Yeah. Because like they made a live action Attack on Titan movie yeah. and it was garbage. Yeah. Garbage. This was like already a better version of that. And they start jumping off and like doing backflips with their like crazy bendy spears and just yeah. and then like going back up. I'm like, you know, this is a ridiculous, but the what struck me about all of the stuff they made up is that in a sort of like popcorn, you know, fun epic like this, yeah. it's still, I mean, maybe not under close scrutiny, but it made sense. Like it was like, how come I've never seen, you always see archers leaning out and trying to shoot down the wall. Like, I've never seen a fantasy movie or universe where they have, like, they build, like, reverse siege weaponry, where instead of just having catapults or, like, we dump pitch, they're like, oh, let's, like, actually make these people more effective by, like, having them on these, like, retractable, like, anytime somebody tries to come up the wall, these people can just fucking knock them down. So, like, I felt like, and the, like, blades that came out, the guys that were pushing the blades, like, the scissors, there's a lot of things where it was, like... You know, on the surface, you're like, that's goofy. But I like that it all kind of was like, oh, but like... It has a purpose. It has a purpose. And the way they're doing it, it doesn't... It's not like powered by magic or something. Like, it all still looked kind of functional. Right. Um, And another thing I thought was cool was I thought the monster designs were actually... I mean, this is debatable, but kind of original. Like, the shoulder eye... You know what I mean? Like, there was just something about it where they weren't just, like, lizardy werewolf things. That's what you thought they were at first, but then when you... And the way that they had, like, the 
phalanx and like the gills. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, this is kind of wish there was maybe a bit more variety, like flying ones or something. Yeah. But it was it was cool. So what I really liked. So there's three different types of monsters, I think, right? There was like the, queen. the main guy, the queen, the main like foot soldiers, the queen and the shield. Yeah, the shield guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Who did I, the phalanx. That was sweet. What I really liked about um, this movie was Matt Damon's character wasn't like the chosen one there to save them. Although they kept they, they kept being like, maybe he's the one or whatever. But like it just turned out they figured out why he was, quote unquote, the one. Right. And it was just like dumb luck from the beginning of the movie. It wasn't like yeah. some destiny or yeah. something. They're just like, oh, I uh, see uh, why it was so easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, um, he was a really good archer, but aside from that. Yeah. But everybody was like epically awesome at shit in that movie. Yeah. It was like the age of heroes. Like they all had like like the fucking, I don't know, they're all doing crazy shit. I did not know Willem Dafoe was in this movie. Neither did I. Yeah. Also, Willem Dafoe was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a jerk. And uh, Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, recovered with just a little scar after having his head squished like a melon. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so if you can't tell by now, Andrew and I, this wasn't a I movie. I think it was pretty easy to love this movie. Yeah, we didn't have, it was. It was a no problem. In, in fact, I would suggest other people see, <laughs> see this movie. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ben, Ben Tillman, who's been on this show because he worked on this film. And like, we apologized to him last episode because we were like, oh, sorry, man, we might shit on your, your movie. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. Like And also when they burrowed through and like the whole movie doesn't take place at the wall. Yeah. The beginning doesn't take place at the wall and like the end like twenty minutes doesn't take place at the wall. The wall is just like a a step along the way where like things come to a head. Right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Black powder. Fucking black powder, man. Yeah, yeah. Um and I like how many times they failed at the end when he was like Yeah. He's like, oh, this time it'll work. And it just kept not working. I kind of hope that this movie does well internationally. Like, I have no idea. I suspect that it probably you will. You want a Great Wall 2? No, but I, I like... I, I That want... meteor is still there. That's true. But I want the movies... Like, I want the movies that... Are, the movies that I like to get what they deserve. Or mm. the movies that I don't like. But... You know, I feel like this this movie it got a really bad shake. Got panned, yeah, like across the board. It's like it's like you've never met anyone who's who's seen that. Uh, what was that Johnny Depp movie where he used uh, Mordecai? I guarantee you, you've never met anyone who's seen this film. Mm. But everyone, as soon as you mention it, is like, "Ooh, no, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. like what a stinker." But like, yeah. well, maybe we should do that movie at some point. Yeah, let's do it. But but anyway, I mean that might be a bad example because <laughs> it could very well be a stinker. But this is the Great Wall is another movie where everyone across the board is like, "Whoa, that's a stinker." But like, no, <laughs> no, it's not a stinker. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's an "Are you kidding me?" But I think it deserves more of a chance than it's been given. It's on the cusp. It's on the cusp of "Are you kidding me?" Because. Well, I, I mean, part of it also probably has to do with the fact that you're going into the movie with expectations like, oh, this, here we go. Yeah. But also yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. Ben Tillman as well. Ben Tillman and Matt Damon. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I feel bad. I didn't give you, uh, I mean, I'm sure that it, there still was a lot of money involved. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like you were doing it out of the 
it, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I really, you know, yeah. but still. It was a fine fantasy film. It wasn't a great fantasy film. It was fine. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, I, I'm not going to watch it again. Right. Probably. Unless one of my friends wants to, but I'm not actively going to go watch it again. But coming out of it, I was like, ah, that was entertaining. Yeah, you know? for sure. That's it. Um, Can you... And I, I and like I said, I like the the way they ended it. They avoided the cheesy, you know, like yeah, lo- sappy. Like he's just like, no, nah, I'm still a mercenary, and he still comes back to get his friend who like fucked him, yeah, pretty hard, yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Can you think of another movie that you? Well, I'm sure you can think of many I'm movies. Think of many movies, yeah. but yeah, that that you've been on the other side of the fence on. Than most other people. Like, is this, are you trying to segue into our roundtable episode yeah, here? No. <laughs> aside from those, because I'm, I start well. We'll get into that during the roundtable discussion. But I started on on one side on a lot of these movies, and I'm starting to like really rethink my whole stance. Things might change by the time we get to this Interesting. discussion. Interesting. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I I think it happens frequently. Yeah, it happens pretty frequently. I. Um, I've been finding more and more that it's contextual almost like it depends on who I see it with. Um, but like generally I feel like in the last couple of years, especially I felt almost the opposite of like everybody. I, I tend to like stuff that's a little bit more slow and like crafted. Um, even, even if it's too slow, like a little too slow, like if it's like, um, you know, and I find a lot of people key. That's like one of the first things people will key in on before they even key on on other things. They like if it, if it's if it's taking too long to get to the point, even if it looks nice, they're just kind of like that could have been edited, which I totally get. I did f- sometimes it goes too far. I felt that way about Loving, which was a movie that I otherwise thought was great, but there's just like a lot. It could have been edited to like mm-hmm. a third of that length. I almost never noticed that. Interestingly, I'm I'm never yeah. one to be like, oh, that went on too long, because like to me. And maybe this is just like weird and it's not naive, but it's just like weird. I just, I'm just like this, this is the movie. There's no too long or too short. It's just like, yeah. this is the story they wanted to tell. I just meant like, there's people that get no, bored I, at I, stuff. You know well, what I, I mean? I know what you mean. And they're but just like, like never, oh, I'm, you never think of it. I yeah. Think of it. People are like, oh, it was so boring. Oh, it was this, oh, it was that. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I think the pacing was like really made the movie what it is. So... I mean, you know, I don't. I complain about pacing, but it's not because some parts have gone on too long. I think it's just like I feel like like laser blast. There, I think that there are some things that are just, you, you know, okay. unnecessary. As a, as an example, this isn't even. This is the opposite of too long. Um, fucking Suicide Squad. Mm. You just get all these characters thrown at you like boom, 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 boom. boom. And I'm like, okay, I don't care about any of them mm-hmm. because there's no focus on any of them. Mm-hmm. Now the movie starts and I'm like, eh, okay. You know, right? And it, that's my problem with pacing. It's more it's more how the story is told is sure. not paced out correctly as opposed to like, oh, they explain this for, you know, yeah, whatever. Because um, a lot of people would have complained about the pacing of uh, Kimi no Nawa. I was looking up reviews after I watched the movie. 
people said, what? It's so gorgeous, though. How could you even notice that? And there's some people that are like, oh, the first bit kind of went on too long. Oh, yeah. I've just seen so many of these big budget, gorgeously hand-drawn and painted animes that, yeah. you know, I can't... Uh, too many, too, too much gorgeous stuff to look at. Get on with it. Like, what? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Take a, you know, meditate, bro. Chill. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to like call it any specifics because I've certainly gone on about that kind of stuff on the show enough, but it happens more and more frequently, I find, uh, lately. It's almost like outside of college, you know, when all you're doing is sitting around watching stuff with other people and right. like making those like those bonds over stuff. And now it's like, you know, oh, that was so stupid. I saw it with like so-and-so the other day and i'm like oh really because i saw it with so such and such a person the other day and we both really liked it yeah and it just like totally depends on like time of day who you're with how you're feeling going into it like there's so many other factors it's like the the you know if you don't just see it, we should just like simultaneously only watch everything together if we want <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah i don't know <clears throat> i think yeah I, the only things that I really have like a uh, that I, I like defend tooth and nail that I can think of are things that I have a soft spot for because of those types of situations. So mm. like I really love the movie Road Trip, starring um, Tom Green. Well, yeah, I mean Tom Green's in it, and I can't, but now I can't for the life of me remember who else is in it. But um, it's like one of my favorite comedies, or the movie Slackers. Which yes. is Devin Sawa and yeah. uh, Jason Devin Schwartzman. Sawa. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman is uh, super creepy in that movie. It is phenomenal. But a lot of people are like, eh, it's just like another one of those, like, you know, early Have you 2000s. Seen Out Cold? No. What? Ooh. It's another one of those early 2000s, like, comedies, like, Loser, or, like, one of those other fucking That's movies. what Out Cold like, is, but it takes place at a snowboard or, like, a ski hill and they all work on the ski hill zach alfanakis is in it maybe i have seen it then because that sounds really familiar and one of the best parts which again out of context is horrible but the scene is hilarious zach alfanakis is like you know this is very early zach alfanakis he's even joked about it a couple times yeah where he played like the almost what you would expect a character like him to play like yeah. typecast like as like the older brother party animal type like can drain the whole keg yeah we all know that zach alfanakis plays a, a completely different type of character really well now but yeah. and so he passes out at this party and they play this prank on him where they drag him out to the car and they like put him behind the wheel of the car and he's like still passed out and then they all get in the car and they like just push the car in circles on the because it's just like in the parking lot on ice yeah and then they like get in and they like turn the car on while they're spinning and he like and <laughs> like honk the horn and he wakes up and he just like thinks that you know i yeah. mean it's like a horrible joke but yeah. like in the movie and he's just like ah, just screaming like trying to <laughs> that's funny because i thought it was a fantastic joke <laughs> anyway oh my god uh, so that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, so kind of went off uh, on a, a bit of a tangent there yeah. about early two thousands, late nineties. There's a few of those comedies, comedies that, that hit a spot for me that I would defend. Yeah, to I my, find myself defending. My I find myself defending Apatow. I mean, you don't have to defend anything, but I'm surprised that I think he's pretty brilliant, and I think that. Uh, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't like those movies? Though? Tons, so many people, mostly 
What? This is this is the this is the controversial part, mostly women. I'm even reading his book right now, and that's something that he comes up against a lot. Like a oh, lot of people hmm. accuse him of being very sexist. That's interesting. But I, my argument is like I could see why people think that, but I think that also there's like a sensitivity there that like I feel like he just tells stories comedy stories really honestly well that's it as fantastical as they are i feel like there's a there's like realism in there the characters feel like actual people and like the thing is that for some and i think it probably just goes back to a lot of issues tied into sexism and gender that exist yeah that i don't see it as him saying this is his opinion he's just telling things in such a like painfully at times realistic way that he's like this is how people are with all of their like uh you know self-doubt and like whatever their fucking problems are and that causes them to act this way and he like pulls the humor out of that Mm -hmm. it's like different than like using that for i don't know how to describe it but i think that he's like all of his movies have a very like real and like touching core to them that you know, sometimes there's there's bathroom humor. Of course, there's a lot of bathroom humor, but like, whatever, shit's funny. I'm not gonna apologize for it. <laughs> I think um, it's I. I, I, I so think like everything he's done, man. Back to his shows, like is great. It's so wild because like when I saw Knocked Up as like the most prime example, I was like, those guys sitting around the table at like that shitty house smoking yeah. weed or whatever. That was me. Yeah, that but, was me. Like that easily. It, could have been one of my friends in that exact same situation because like we're the guys who are like awkward at the bar and like all that stuff right yeah uh and so it's so weird to me to think that like well it's like the they it's like the emo argument where people are like his movies are just like people have basically in his book he's talking about how people were like oh you must have like he was the guy that no girls liked in high school so now he like takes it out on like his characters are all these like what you just described but like they're fucking assholes too like they're not, it's not like he he like smooths over like they're just hard done by yeah you know they may be in these situations but like as a dude i'm not going like oh i feel bad like they're fucking dicks but like the situation is what anyway i'll get yeah. really fired up this is basically the conversation i end up having i'm like y- you know i don't feel like he portrays anybody really i mean i don't feel like his female characters are one dimensional no i feel like they're in some cases like i i watch it and i i relate even to the female characters like right. in all like 40 year old even in the, the no matter the situation this is 40 well like even, the relationships i'm just like this is shit that i've seen happen you know it, like it's so it knocked up when when the the like i don't know mother of the of the children who's pregnant again goes to the club oh leslie man yeah yeah when she goes to the club and and uh Craig Nelson or whatever. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Like, you have a bunch of pregnant bitches running around the club. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, like you're, you old. Yeah. Not like too old for the earth. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. And he's just like. I would tear that ass apart. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can even relate to, to, to that. Like feeling like you're, you know, there gets a point where you're too old for certain things. You know, like. Sure. As an example, this is a prime example. I don't, I didn't tell you this, but Daryl and I. Went to a party at Rebel for St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he invited you to this, to this thing. Mm-hmm. And it was wild. It was just like, 
It was it was like a party out of a movie. Wild. There was fucking screen like <laughs> LED screens everywhere. Like you hear like the <laughs> bow, 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 <laughs> noise <laughs> all the time, and there's just a bunch of like really attractive twenty something people, not just women, just like men, yeah. women, whatever, getting drunk, partying. So you're in like a Zac Efron movie. It's like you're in Twenty One Jump Street, basically, like the remakes. Yeah, and Daryl and I are just sitting like standing there, like very gingerly sipping our beers like what is going on here this is you know and we, we realized very quickly like this oh this isn't for us you know we're a little bit too old for this whole thing but yeah, yeah. uh anyway yeah got kind of off the track there but mm-hmm. you know even his early like his early st- like freaks and geeks is not even real dudes are in it but i don't feel like it was about dudes you know, no, like well, the central the central character, yeah. But like he he just tells. I think it it reflects almost how people the sense of humor people have about like their own. I don't even want to call them shortcomings, but you know what I mean. Like it's like if yeah. you watch that movie and it annoys you that they're making jokes or or that he's like tell like. My reaction is that there's things that annoyed me in it, but I I was like, oh, it's because like that's like pretty close to home, you know, like it feels like a believable thing. Right. And it makes me feel maybe kind of shitty if I behave, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, and there's so many people that are just like, I fucking hate it. It's just awful. And I'm like, how can you, it's like, it's so, it seems so real. Yeah. Anyway, clearly I'm not the only one that thinks that. And there's a lot, because reading his book, it seems like he's, you know, run into a lot of, there's a lot of people that feel that way about his movies. Well, there we go. Defending Apatow. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, okay, let's, uh, I guess, move on to recommendations then. I'm going to recommend music this week because I very rarely recommend music. But as you know, Andrew, Mm. I've been on a pretty heavy jazz kick recently. Yeah. Um, And there's an album that came out in 2016 by a band called Dinosaur, which is, as far as I'm concerned, mind you, I haven't listened to every album that's come out in 2016. There's a lot of really good albums in 2016, just so you know. Yeah, but I think uh, what I was going to say is I think it's the best jazz record of 2016. Okay. Uh, strongly suggest people check it out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tack one of those on at the end of uh, end of the episode. Dinosaur. What do you got for us? I don't know, man. Again. Um, I also I want, have a mini recommendation yeah. that people check out Passengers. That's another movie that, like The Great Wall, I think got a bad rap. Because I just watched it today and I was, I was, like, I liked it. So check that out too. Um, I don't know, man. Just got to recap your week. Trying. Andrew recommends bouldering. Always. I I don't know if I've ever actually formally recommended that on the show, but if you don't care too much about the oh. condition of your fingernails. What's that light up wall? What's that thing called? Oh, the moon board. Yeah. Andrew's recommendation for I the recommend the moon board. moon board. Train. Train your body. It's uh this is like probably even more obscure than any of my obscure music <laughs> references, but basically, if you have ever climbed before or a rock climber, uh, this or sounds done, like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> done, by the way. done bouldering. There's this guy. I believe his name is Ben Moon. 
basically there's a system that has been created where uh, you can do it. I mean, if you had the space, you could probably do it at home, like in your garage, you know, wherever. Um, but the gym that I climb at has one where it's a grid, you know, A to H on one axis, one to 18 or whatever it may be on the other axis. And based, you order these various holds, like rock climbing holds, um, and you drill them to the wall according to the positioning and direction uh, on these charts that you would get through like the moon board website or wherever it may be. I don't know because I didn't build it. Yeah. But beneath each hole is a LED light and the wall is enabled with Bluetooth. So you download an app to your phone, you turn on the wall, uh, and you can search through like um, close to 6,000 problems made by climbers all over the world using the same system, including yeah. the mo- the the like Moon himself or whatever, you know, like right. that org- whoever is doing it at that organization. And uh, it's very aggressive. For me, it's very aggressive. It's like, you know, it's starting, you'd, you'd have to be f- reasonably experienced to, to attempt a lot of it, but, um, and you can make lists of things you want to try, like problems you want to try, download like these lists. And then when you select one of the problems you want to do, it lights up the LEDs according to what's on your showing on your screen on your phone right. so you know which holds you have. I think um, V2 needs to warn you when you grab a hold that's not... Uh, not. It's not right? Not Get, right. Deliver an electric shock or something? Well, just like a... Eh, yeah. Like like a little noise. It's something. it's very difficult, but it's it, it takes like the... A lot of the qualities I like about bouldering as like a challenging physical act, like full body workout where it feels kind of like I'm in a game. Mm-hmm. Um where there's, you know, various levels of difficulty and you're trying to kind of work your way up to be able to do better stuff and all of your training kind of goes towards that end. This is like a perfect mini game, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. practice, like it's like, it feels like, a, and you know, you track everything yourself. So once you've done a problem, you can say that you finished it and it will keep track of that on your phone. Um, nice. So it's pretty interesting. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, I love that as an idea. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It really is a good way of incorporating technology into uh, physical activity, I think. Probably better than any other ones I've seen that I can think of. Okay, cool. So... You're going to play some of that sweet, sweet jazz? Yeah, find find a moon board and go play it. Listen to this music while you climb on the moon board. There you go. Next week... Uh, we have a very special episode. It was bound to happen. Next week on a very special episode <laughs> of You Gotta Love It. We have some You Gotta Love It all-stars coming do back. You, do you, th- real quick, do you think if we wrote to Will Forte and, we're, and we were just like, hey, could you just like record this one sentence <laughs> that be we a- could play on our podcast in the in the clone high announcer voice that he would do it? We should just try. <laughs> That's uh, one of my favorite things ever. It's like it's like engraved into my head. I'll, anyway, sorry, I love go Will on. Forte. Have you seen uh, Last yeah. Man on Earth? Oh yeah, one? he's the best. Yeah, yeah. he's great. That uh, dinosaur costume that he has now. I don't know, like if you're caught up. I'm not caught up. Oh fuck! He gets this dinosaur <laughs> costume that is incredible, and he just wears it just because. And we'll uh, have full conversation anyway. Um, great show. Bonus recommendation there, but um, next week's episode, we have none other than Nimit Malavia, Bennett Slater, Andrew, myself, and newcomer 
to the podcast, Vanessa, who is a host of a, a, another show that is soon to be released that I produce, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, next week. But what we are doing is a Star Wars roundtable discussion in which we... A cage match, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> start with episode seven, uh, draw lines in the sand between the people who are there that either like it or don't like it, and then uh, we move on to Rogue One and draw those same lines, probably with different people on different sides, and go at it. And the twist, I mean, I'm sure you know, if you listen to either the Nimit or Bennett episode, that they are both very well versed in all things pop culture, including Star Wars. Uh, but my friend Vanessa has just watched all of the Star Wars movies for the first time in the last 30 days. I can't wait. For the first time. This is just like going to be... So exciting. Interesting. It's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. It might even be a two-parter if I know all parties involved, right? This could go... What are you trying to say? This could go a little long. (laughs) This could go a little long. Yeah, it'll be like, okay, come back next week when we talk about Rogue One because we didn't even get to it because we we spent two hours talking (laughs) about Force Awakens. Pretty much. Uh, But yeah, guys, uh, until next week, keep loving it. Mm -hmm.